What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily. I am, of course, Tim Geddes, joined by Greg Miller. I got oh, that kind of energy today. Oh, what are Greg. you going to do What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? It's always scary when there's Friday energy from a Greg Miller Monday through Thursday, and then you get to the Friday. You know, it's what it's that thing where I think now you've got like the E3 energy oh. of Friday where uh-huh. like I want you to know last night I went home. I was able to run on fumes enough to get Ben to sleep. Yeah. And then I just went and laid on the carpet. Good. And then Jen was like, you what do you, I'm going to read a book. I was like, maybe I'll play. I don't, I don't, and it was like, I, I was so bad. I woke up this morning and apologized to her where I'm oh, like, damn. I'm sorry. I was so tired. She's like, oh, I think it's cute when you're sleepy. I'm like. But I wasn't sleepy. Like last night was one of those like I wish I would die. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. nothing is making me happy. Everything sucks. I know the mo- when you lay down on the carpet, like that is the the mode of like I know I could lay on the bed. I know I could lay on the couch. I'm yeah. not doing that. I'm I want to be right here. It's because you right want to now. go. I got God. I wanted to get back to Alan Wake, but I was like to that point where I was like, well, the night before I stopped kidding? playing Alan Wake because it was that thing where I was so tired. Like this puzzle it was not a puzzle but it was like you know how do i open and do like i was like this is too complicated i, I was like I, i'm definitely not in the mindset to go down there and start that again you yeah. know what i mean get back into that yeah i'm happy you're loving it so much though I don't wait. You, yeah you guys oh, yeah, what totally. you guys are talking about I'm like, oh shit yeah sounds yeah. sounds great it's something very, i mean it's truly truly special yeah like, that's awesome yeah there's no spoilers don't worry everybody i'm not gonna spoil anything for it but for you in particular after mm. we're i'm you know we're jam-packed every day all day what are you doing after this what am so I doing much, after this? So much. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah, yeah. About some of it in just yeah, a yeah. Oh man, you got a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At some point today, yeah. Okay. At four o'clock, I'm going to book a meeting. Okay. And you are going to come into a room with me and watch something. And it's very, it's very much like it would go way f- further if you had played the game. Mm-hmm. But you've seen the demo, right? Did you? Yeah. You've watched the demos. I've you know what this it, survival yeah. horror game is? Yeah. Perfect. Then you're going <laughs> to love. I'm quite familiar, Greg. Quite familiar. Uh, but we're going to talk about a whole bunch of video game stuff today, because of course this is kind of funny games daily, where each and every weekday we come at you live with all the video game news that you need to know. Of course, you could watch live on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games or YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games as well. Uh, if you wanted to get it as a podcast, you can search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Daily and we'll be right there for you uh if you wanted to go above and beyond patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to go you can get the show ad free you can get a whole bunch of bonus content and you can be a super dope cool patreon producer just like jedi master deadpool and delaney twining we appreciate you all so very very much um today's stories include sony defending ps plus price increase answering our spider-man 2 suit questions and more um of course you can go to uh and your epic game store anytime you're there you can use the epic creator code kind of funny and at no extra cost to you we get some of that money so it's great so many different ways to support us and we appreciate you no matter what way you choose little housekeeping for you our spider-man 2 spoiler cast with brian intahar is up right now as a games cast it's very 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 good very cool. Really, really proud of this one. I'm um, really excited to be able to, to get to do it. Um, to be able to have him in the studio was really special. Yeah, um, you know, Brian obviously is kind of a full circle moment for us and for him, right? He talks about that on the show and he talked about it before we went on of how much fun he had in 2018 coming in doing that Spider-Man spoiler cast. That that was the first time he ever really talked about Spider-Man 2, right? And so, of course, we try to get him to talk about Spider-Man 3 here. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. And does he? Kind of. He does. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. I think it's, it's pretty clear. I mean, where we're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely go check that out once you are done um, with uh, Spider-Man 2. I, I, again, really proud of that content. I feel like we we crushed that uh, that episode. So check that out when you are ready. Um, and it's really cool. These spoiler casts we do with the, the developers end up being like 
core iconic kind of funny content sure and i feel like that's been true always like even back at ign when you did the last of us spoiler cast I oh feel like sure that with was bruce and neil back in the day such an important piece of content uh for just the the ethos of kind of funny greg miller sure. all of that Me. um and it, it's cool that people kind of like go back and listen to these episodes and they're the, the and gateway over. usually right like we get so many fans who come in and say oh no this is how i found you i found you for this spoiler this spoiler cast that's spoiler cast yeah so very cool uh also up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games is our sponsored ghostbusters rise of the ghost lord stream we did yesterday greg hey I had a great time with this. Of course, you know, a long time ago, Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord, they came in on last Halloween. Uh, I got to be the first person to ever try it, and we just did an interview, and it was this thing where it was like, they're like, we'll do a sponsorship in two parts where we do that, and then whenever we release the game, we'll come back. I'm like, okay, sure you will. And then they came back, but it was that idea of up until yesterday morning, uh, Mike, Nick, and Bless hadn't played yet. So having them play it and be like, holy shit, actually, this is fun. And then us having a great three-hour-long stream where not only do we BS around a lot, uh, somebody put in the comments, I love this. It's a stream. It's a video game stream and a kind of funny podcast. It was us playing Ghostbusters, dressed as Ghostbusters, having a great time. It was a dream come true for me. Classic. Uh, Your dreams, man. I just love it. Yeah. You're just getting everything. Except a Superman game. He's got Spider-Man game. is pretty much. I'm not. I ain't, man. I ain't. I ain't. I'm not. Split real hard. The red and blues start when you're flying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wingsuits going on. I don't know. Um, Next week. This is really, really, really exciting. Next week is IGN cross kind of funny for extra life all week long. Let's go to the video. Oh, hey, it's Brian Altano from IGN. It's Greg Miller from Kinda Funny. We're bringing our Kinda Funny and IGN co-hosts together to compete, feud, and fight in tons of fun video games and challenges, and it's all to raise money for Extra Life. So join us, hang out, donate to the charity event, and watch Kinda Funny destroy IGN once and for all. For charity. No, no, we're going to crush you all for, for charity. Kinda Funny versus IGN. November 3rd at 10 a.m. Pacific. Watch it. Oh, hey, it's Brian. Now what's rad about that Mm -hmm. is the fact that, yes, our extra live stream, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. here in the spare bedroom Friday. Will there be booze? Yes. Will there be games? Yes. We'll be competing. We'll have this whole thing. It's going to be a whole bunch of different people. It's taking over IGN's TikTok, our TikTok, IGN's broadcast, the stream. We're doing everything. It's on our streams, too. Like, wherever you watch IGN or kind of funny, it will be. That's awesome. That's exciting. I love Extra Life, and I love hanging out with IGN folks, right? But the real cool thing, I think, personally, is the lead up to it. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're doing this thing. We're calling it friends until foes right on Friday. And so what we're doing is crossover content all week long. So you're having Cat Bailey come to the kind of funny games cast. You're having a uh, podcast unlock, do an episode with, uh, of course, our show. Uh, damn it. I've been, I, I want you to know what a mental block is for me of every time I want to talk about the IGN Xbox podcast, I go to three red lights to this. Day. I get it. And I so get when it. I've been so hung you up on not, about that. I don't yeah. want to fuck up three red lights. And then I'm like, Oh, what's ours called? Uh, X cast uh, is crossing over with three red lights, AKA podcast unlocked. Con- and kind of funny. Uh, PS. I love you. XOXO is con- crossing over with uh, podcast beyond. And when I say crossover, what I mean is we are doing one show that is for both feeds. So everybody's coming in here. We're all sitting down. We're doing these shows. It'll run on IGN. It'll run on kind of funny. It'll be there. Everything. If you're on Patreon, of course, you can watch it live as we record it. Uh, you know, we're, maybe we're crashing the fix a few times. Maybe Stella's coming to beat me up in KFW. Who knows what's happening except me because I planned it. Can uh, I say the thing that I'm on? Of course. I'm making my return to NVC, which yeah. is uh, super fun. Ben 
10 years since that's happened. Yeah, so. yeah. There's a lot, a lot of things like that, right? Where it's yeah. like, damn, like hosting a Beyond, right? Like, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I have so. a meeting with them today. I'm like, you have to let me be the first Beyond of the episode. That's all yes, I want. Please no, let me I be the first that. episode. I love that. Yeah, and we have some other fun surprises. And stuff. Yeah, so, so all week long. All week next week, kind of funny. Cross IGN. IGN cross kind of funny. It feels good. It, it feels feel right. Good. It does feel um, so that's going to be so much damn fun. Speaking of fun, we have so much fun that we've had this week already. Uh, Saw and Review continue. Jigsaw in review just posted uh, this morning. It is the penultimate uh, installment in the franchise uh, for, for our in review. And it's so sad for this thing to end because it's been such a good time. Uh, definitely check this one out. We had so much fun doing it. Next week will be Spiral to end it all. Uh, and then in other entertainment stuff, we have been doing weekly breakdowns of Loki. Um, we are now four episodes in. You can check all those out on the Screencast podcast feed or youtube.com slash kind of funny. It's been me joined by a different uh, co-host every week just talking about the episode. We had Goldfarb last week. I'm having Joey Noel this week. Hey, and I know that watched Loki last night. You're going to want to tune into this. That shit was insane. So I need to talk about this. I want to see people uh, hanging out in the comments and stuff, letting me know what their theories are because what the fuck is going on? Will I enjoy it when I get there? Oh, yeah, Greg. How many oh, episodes yeah. back in my, How many episodes are there? Four. Oh, Four that's not bad. Out of six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and of no, course, I, I got to get going for MCU interview. Greg, right? Andy, and Nick will uh, catch up and watch all of it for MCU You hear that, interview. Nick? We're going to do it. We're going to catch up. <laughs> In just a couple weeks. Uh, and then over on Patreon, we're recording new episodes of Remember Blank and the shit list. So go subscribe over there. Become a member get that content um a little housekeeping psa for those of you in europe uh the clocks go back an hour this weekend california changes theirs next weekend so this coming week all kind of funny content will be one hour earlier than normal for people in europe like games daily will be at 5 p.m instead of 6 p.m in the uk that's fucking weird uh that comes from kdg kind of funny magic eight ball will this actually work this announcement and we won't get people all week long going oh why is the show on already not fucking likely, but I appreciate Katie G, G, Katie G trying. Yeah, she's definitely out here. She's doing. But do I need that. to translate it? No. <clears throat> oh, I got my oh, God. housekeeping PSA that for all those Europeans. The Queen's clocks go back an hour this weekend. Yeah, they do. But California and the colonies changes theirs next weekend. So when it's coming, we governor. All kind of funny content will be one hour earlier than normal for us. Here's some gruel. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Got me so... Not, <laughs> Happy to help, Katie G. Happy to help, Gary Witta. The colonies. <laughs> All right, Greg. I know we're already going a little bit long here, but I want to read this open. But you're having here. fun. We're having you fun. Chat? It's a Friday on Nerd Friday. confirmed. I see you. Are you having fun? Yeah, you are. Uh, Oliver writes in and says, Hi, Greg and Tim. Greg, I'm happy you're hosting today, especially because of the 1989 Taylor's version launch. We know 1989 is your favorite album, and I was wondering which from the vault track is your favorite. If you don't have one yet, what's your favorite track from this album? Mine's Wonderland, which I feel doesn't get enough love. Thanks for reading my question. Keep being amazing and preaching the Taylor Swift gospel. Now, Greg, last night, yeah. you know, I, me and G have been going doing our own little private Taylor Swift in review. A nude, right? You're a nude when you do this? What's up? You're nude when you do this? Semi-nude. Got it. You know what I mean? Uh, just the tops, you know? But um, You're she, wearing? <laughs> you know what? I don't want to know. Just keep going. Your, you guys can imagine that however you want to imagine it. But um, we've been listening to albums like every night as uh, we eat dinner or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it coincidentally worked out last night. 
we finished 1989. Oh, nice. And it, it, it ended up, we finished it like at nine. <laughs> it was weird. Perfect. But I ended up not listening to the, like, we just finished the original. So yeah, like, yeah, right, yeah. Let, let's hold off. I think uh, later tonight we're going to listen to this one, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um, and 1989 is also my favorite of the Taylor Swift album. So oh, yeah, brother. it makes sense. But Greg, what, what are your thoughts so far? Oh, I mean, it's great. I mean, for my, I do have favorite vault tracks. Of course, you know, Joey and I were talking about this when we got in today and it was this idea of like, I was asking Joey some questions. She's like, you know, I, I like to listen to it multiple times and I'm like, oh yeah, me too. Like, it's just like first blush right now. Uh, I'm a big fan of, is it over now? Followed by say, uh, blah, 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 say, don't go. Like, that's where I would be right now in terms of from the vault tracks. And have then, you listened to, is shake it off different in any way? I mean, it's different. They're all different, right? There's always something, you know what I mean? And that was the thing for me in particular, like starting Welcome to New York, right? Like this is something I don't know if you know about me. 89, my favorite Taylor Swift album. 1989, probably my most listened to album, period, of my life. Of all time. Because it's one of those things where I find it to be such comfort food and I've listened to it so many times that it's what I put on in my ears on an airplane when I go to sleep. Mm. Cause it's just, I know it back to front so well that it's just comforting to drift off and come back. And you know, especially the times it's timed out where I wake up too clean. I'm like, Oh man, that's a nice way to wake up. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but like, you know, it's, it, everything is a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing sounds exactly the same is, I mean, like I think that have you listened? Oh, you haven't well, heard that, anything. That's my thing It's like, yeah, for me, it's funny because 1989 is the one I'm easily most familiar with. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear the difference. Cause I've listened to the other Taylor's versions and I'm like, ah, I don't know these well enough to know. The difference is, whereas this one, I think that I will for the majority. Well, of the see, that was where I was going. It's like, you know, welcome to New York. I was listening. I'm like, all right, doesn't sound, doesn't. Sound. And then they just, there's like this one synth. I'm like, oh, okay. I see a little bit. I see. I can it's feel exciting. it. I'm more excited for you to hear uh, the Bad Blood Kendrick Lamar remix. If you haven't heard that yet. Well, I mean, is it just the original remix? Or is it like... Oh, a, they already do one? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard this before. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, this is Taylor's People. version, so I mean, it's... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. No, that is that is exciting. Well, I'm happy that that's the version on this now. Anyways, enough about that. It's an for now. Too. It's not just... Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You still get the normal. I'd say we're you buy better help, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. <laughs> we got six stories today. <laughs> a baker's dozen. Story number one, Sony defends PS Plus price raises. Rises. This comes from Wesley Yinpool at IGN. Last month, Sony raised the price of all of its PlayStation Plus 12-month subscriptions globally across all tiers by roughly 30%. In a new interview, PlayStation's top business executive defended the decision, insisting the company had to adjust to market conditions. In September, Sony increased the price for 12 months of PS Plus Essential from 60 to 80, uh, plus extra from 100 to 135, and uh, plus premium from 120 to 160. At the time, Sony issued a brief statement explaining the significance price hike saying this price adjustment will enable us to continue bringing high quality games and value-added benefits to your playstation plus subscription service in a recent interview with barons sony interactive entertainment business chief eric lempel was asked to justify the price hike to consumers uh, he responded saying sony had no choice but to raise the price of ps plus we want to make ps plus great he said with our reboot last year and introducing the tier system a lot of consumers have recognized that there's a lot of value in the playstation 5 like practically everything else in the world we have to look at our pricing and we have to adjust to market conditions i'm happy to say unlike a lot of other subscription services out there we haven't touched the playstation plus pricing for 85 percent of the world in many years so this was the first time we did something there there's a lot to break down here but i do just want to give an extra special shout out to that last line i'm happy to say unlike a lot of other subscription services out there 
throwing the shade. We haven't touched the PlayStation Plus pricing for 85% of the world in many years. What about the other 15%? Fuck them. You can't fucking make a statement like that and just be like, well, <laughs> you know. Listen, we're trying. Unlike those guys for fucking most people. Get the fuck out of here. Um, what do you say about this, Greg? I say the same thing as always, right? Where it's like the proof will be in the pudding. They're ra- they raise the prices, right? So the- And they say it's because they want to add value. That's always a tough one because, of course... If you were to add the value in the front and then I upgrade the price, right? Then you gave something to somebody for free or, you know, in quotes for free or for less than that, right? And then you're pissing them off by taking it away or by changing the thing. So now you're going to raise the prices and then quote unquote, add more stuff to it, value add to it. You got to be good on that. You got to make good on that. And that I think comes down to what people expect from uh, what they're getting from PlayStation Plus now. And of course the different tiers, but also what they're seeing on Xbox Game Pass. And I think it comes down to day and date releases. It comes down to more things like Stray. It comes down to PlayStation being aggressive in this sector of the competition with Microsoft, with Nintendo Online, with the Epic Game Store. I mean, like every one of these services is giving away free, quote unquote, games in some regard, right? And so it is about making sure you are keeping up with the Joneses in that and making sure you're there. Again, when this price hike happened, the thing we talked about was like, you know it, I know it, the podcast people know it. It's the idea that they are looking at their revenue charts the bean counters are counting them beans and saying listen we might lose 10 percent of the people who pay for it but the people who hear that will be made up by the price hike so they're doing the math of this really doesn't matter we're really not worried about it and in the end it's going to lead to more revenue which is what this game's all about you know because i i'd love it if it was hey we're doing this which means we're this should have come if you really cared about a pr battle with we are raising the price to give you value adds. Here's an example of it. We have made a deal with Ubisoft, right? That everything's day and day. We're doing the same thing uh, Xbox does with EA, right? Of like, you get the trials and all this free stuff. That's what you'd hope for. That's what you hope the money's going. But in the end, we're talking about a giant snowball of PlayStation rolling down the hill. And it's so large right now that they're not worried about losing that momentum. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Shinobi uh, on, on Twitter, who if you don't follow, you definitely should. Always has great takes on things. Newman. Um, adds some some context to this and some extra points from the the interview that I think are really interesting. Uh, where Sony expects one of the strongest seasons in PlayStation history this holiday for PS5 sales. Um, this is also coming from uh, Eric Limpel from the same yep. uh, context there. Uh, obviously bolstered by Spider-Man 2, uh, making sure that first party always has what they need, uh, that coll- uh, ah, collaboration between the first party teams uh, so they have technology resources to tackle dev issues is an uh, important uh, thing for them to make sure is happening, which we've been talking a lot about recently, especially as Xbox begins to reform what its future looks like with so many new teams under its belt uh expanding playstation ip to reach a broader audience via film and tv is a core strategy that we've already seen them uh put in place with things like last of us and twisted metal baby uh but the most important thing here is one third of the playstation plus base has already opted for higher price tiers since when they were introduced which is more than they expected i think that is incredibly important given the context of what's going on here, uh, with, whether it's price hikes or just the strategy, but more so the success of PlayStation Plus. And, um, you know, these are the type of things that we don't often get a look into. Sure. Um, so even sure. just being able to hear, not only was it, it do they see a lot of people uh, going up, they didn't expect that. <laughs> Which sure. is like, okay, cool. And again, I think that, you know, that is something the naysayers would love to uh, uh, not listen to. And I think this is what we always get into where 
I know a lot of times when I make these arguments, I'm accused of uh, being on the side of the corporation when in reality, I'm just trying to explain the corporation's decisions, right? Whether I agree or disagree with them. But that's the proof in the pudding back to my argument, right? Of like, they did this. They ran numbers. They ran projections. We'll probably lose this many people. But if this smaller percentage of people upgrade, then it's all worth it in the end, right? We did what, and now they're saying, oh, we have more than we thought we would. That's great. And again, I think it's the classic, classic uh, system of giving choices. Here's essential. But if you went to extra, you'd get this game catalog that had, oh, oh I'd go to extra. And when you'd make that mental note of I'm going to extra, Might then you look well, at premium. Yeah. Well, it's only, it's, it's the gamer math, like girl math, right? Well, it's only 20 more dollars. So it's really, you know, yeah. and again, like my, the whole thing with it is just trying to figure out what works for you. You know what I mean? Like I go to this, all, I make the, I make this example a lot, you know, of like when they gave us PlayStation plus premium, like oh, okay cool we tried it out and when that ended i think i went back to, i just went to essential right because of course i'm very lucky that i have a massive game catalog because of review codes because of being old and doing this for so long that i don't need that thing but when jen and jen and me got back into diablo after taking review season off right it was like oh shit you need playstation plus we're buying you a month of it let's see if in a month we need to right because jen isn't gonna and i aren't gonna be here for 12 months playing diablo every night where we need it let's just buy what we need when we need it I got in a weird uh, moment like two days ago after the um, that Xbox show that we watched where there was uh, Spirit of the North 2 yeah. uh, was shown. And I was like, you know what? I was interested enough in that that I was like, I'm going to download Spirit of the North 1. And uh, I was going to get it on Switch, but then I saw there was an enhanced version on PS5 that was like 4K60. And I was like, eh, fuck it. I'm going to do that. And I saw the option. It was like, all right, it's free on some version of PS Plus, or it was like $8 to, to buy. Normally retailed for like 20-something. And I looked and I was like, I have no idea what PlayStation Plus I have. I have no idea which one they're asking me to have to get this shit. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, fucking yeah. paid eight dollars to buy the thing. I was like, it's not even worth me looking into this. Totally. And like, I don't know who's at fault there. I'm sure I am a little bit, but it's like, cause it's not that complicated, but it is more complicated than I want to be. Even just looking at it, like actively trying to make the decision of like, eh, it's easier for me to just fucking See, buy this right now. What I think is always a fun argument, and this is definitely how the sausage gets made and yada, 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 is that it doesn't happen, I think, often, but once in a great while when I'm like, a game's fun and I give it a score or whatever, and this has been back as long as I've been at IGN, right? It was this, I'll have the argument thrown at me, well, Greg, you don't understand back in the day what $60 means to the consumer anymore. You don't understand what $70 means to the consumer. And I'm always like, no, I do. I'm just telling you what I think of this game. Blah, 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 blah. And like, if I'm, if I'm saying I'm okay with this glitch, this problem, whatever it is, right? I understand what that means. This is one of those situations where I really, I don't think that I don't understand what the money means, but everyone has their own use case for PlayStation Plus in a way that I will never understand. Totally. Because it is like, you know, oh, well, you get the classics catalog. And I'm like, well, I still... So uh, first off, I don't care about any of those PS1 classics for the most part. And even if I did, I have them somewhere on something. And like, oh, well, the game catalog. And I'm like, the game catalog is great. But again, like any game I want is a snap of my fingers away. And, and again, you can track back for years, even through PS3, right? Like I have a library of thousands of games. So it is really that like my use case scenario is so different for PlayStation Plus that I can really only sit there and give you like, well, this is how I'm using it with Jen. This is how I am. And it, it was worth pointing out, I guess, that like, with rare exception, it has happened in the past, but not recently to my knowledge. I pay for my own PlayStation Plus, right? I pay for my annual essential, right? Because PlayStation only really gives those codes out for, hey, we've upgraded, changed something. We want you to see something or whatever. So it's like, I get it. But even then, like, I'm happy. I just want to play online. I just want to be able to do it and worry. I like the free game, sure. But even like when something like Stray is on PlayStation Plus at launch, we're getting review code before then. It's rare again that like, I think maybe Maquette 
maybe maquette we had to wait for for actually a pop there so this is an interesting one of like you the listener viewer your use case is so personal for it that it really is well how much do you use it right like even like it, like netflix and all that stuff when you know to eric taking shots at game pass or netflix or any other subscription service increasing it again it's back to well what is it worth to you like you know like i don't pay for hulu i cheat and use joey's right but again i only use hulu for the bear I think that's all I come back for for Hulu. I don't, and I know, but I know you use Hulu a lot for the live TV stuff. All the FX stuff. Exactly. I don't do that, right? So it's like Hulu, I don't care about. But when they just increased Netflix's price, I saw one of our uh, peers, I want maybe Joey, I think it was Joey, be like, this is an outrageous increase and I'm going to cancel. And it's like, oh man, we use Netflix like every night. Like, no, I I think it's it's expensive, but. And that is a essential Miller household app that I wouldn't cancel because of this. Yeah. I mean, that's just where we're at these days with all the streaming services, like to your point, like they're all trying their best. And there are many of them that have pushed through the the fat and they exist. And when, when it comes to both the game side of things and uh, TVs and movies and stuff, like there is so much content being put out there. It's up to you if it's worth it or yeah. not. But I, to so many people, it is. And they're going to continue to raise the prices because there's continued costs everywhere. And yeah. even then so many of these uh, places are uh, putting out like record breaking profits and stuff, but there's also so much more being spent than ever <laughs> to be able to make that stuff happen. So. And, and so to bring it all full circle, you know, you brought it back of like, you know, there's still so many people using it. That's what we're seeing with the PlayStation plus price increase where they go, okay, we're going to lose these people or have them, you know, either lose them entirely or have them drop to essential. And that's okay. Like that's always a, it sounds like you don't care. And I'm sure people, at the corporation don't in the hierarchy or whatever, but it is, there is a choice. There is a thing. This is what we think it's worth. This is what is. But then you come back to the so much money being made, but so much going into it. That's what I think people need to see from PlayStation Plus now. Is like, okay, cool. The money's going back in, and you are getting these. They, we've made a deal with Devolver and everything Devolver's day and date on PlayStation Plus or something to that effect. Yeah. If they really care about it, or if they just go, it's doing better than we thought, and we're not putting much more work into it. Yeah. That's why they back I away, it. and it just it just becomes normal, yeah. right? Like when ah. Uh, Games next gen are going to be seventy dollars rather than sixty dollars. Oh my god! And then two weeks later, nobody fucking cares. I mean, I, I think the most uh, important thing is going to be in a couple of years from now when Game Pass goes from being what it is now to the Activision side of it and Call of Duty and all of that. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, we're really going to see the ramifications of Game Pass and that financial structure and revenue system of what it's going to mean for sustainability for games from indie all the way up to AAA, everything in between, and how that affects the rest of the industry and how PlayStation is going to react because it's going to be demonstrable. There's no way that this, everything just kind of works out like essentially giving away call of duty at some point game pass is not going to be as cheap as it is. It's already starting to get more and more expensive, but there's more and more value. I think that that's, that's how this works, but it does get concerning in a, in a way where at what point can game pass not say everything's on game pass because they need to make tiers because it's going to, there's going to be so much value in it that they're like, well, we need to make it this price for it to be worth it. And then all of a sudden that price is too high for normal people to be able to. But even there, right? Like that's the, like it's it's such a great conversation. It could be just, we, we, we need no other stories, right? Like you talk about for normal people to justify it. And I would say that like, Right now, Xbox is desperate to have normal people understand what they have with Game Pass, right? Where it is like, oh, that and your phone and this and cloud streaming, da 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 da. And as you get, like, I feel like Xbox is clearly putting the money into building their first party, which is inherently building Game Pass. So when they do upgrade it, 
it would be this idea like, well, fuck, yeah, you're getting Diablo and Call of Duty and Overwatch and, you know, the list goes on of everything you acquired from Activision Blizzard King when they're really going to go after your mobile phone here with that, right? And I feel like if they were then to break it into stratas of what you're getting and how they're doing it, then again, you're giving people choice where if there is that entry level, you're getting game pass for whatever the lowest price is and you still get X cloud, you still get this and you can play your library, whatever the hell they do. Right. Then it's like PlayStation. now. Exactly. Right. Yeah, but again, PlayStation you would hope that that'll, that'll be the, a big test, right. Of like when they do that, is there the, oh, what the fuck? How can you do? And well, they just fucking spent $69 billion to get, you know what I mean? Or millions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, there will, that's going to happen, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That's just because people have opinions and that's fair. But I, I also just think it's like, that's unfortunate. Cause like, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Like, I want it to be just the one thing to rule them all. Cause that makes sense. And that's where the power lies. I think because the confusion on the PlayStation side is also what adds to looking at it and us being like, Oh, mm. they need a devolver. They need a day one. This, they need like, they, the, PlayStation is lacking right now, whereas we look at the Xbox and they're not. And it's just, I don't know. It's scary to think about that shifting in a way that like, for as mad as everyone is about Netflix or Disney Plus or Apple or any of the ones that have uh, raised their price in the last 12 months, um, and we'll do it again, I guarantee it, um, that's going to happen with Game Pass. And I think that when you look at the cost of games compared to the cost of TV and movies and all this shit, like it is going to be so much more and i bet the game pass ends up being like close to a 70 dollars a month like a full retail game release a month price within the next 10 years yeah, I can and see like, that. that's wild like that is a huge amount of of money that is not just a casual thing of oh everyone should get this at a certain point though does that make it not the best value in gaming still because if the value is there if it is if there's just that much more premium stuff put into put it into yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but i do think that that raises the market cap and it raises the um the like uh, accessibility to, to, to the people the barrier to entry of it all so that i think that is the biggest problem that microsoft and playstation from different angles are going to have to face in the next couple of years agreed um we're going to move on to story number two but before we do that i wanted to give you a word from our sponsors this episode is brought to you by better help do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? I can't even count the amount of nights I lose sleep just because I can't stop thinking and my brain just won't stop talking. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk through them. Therapy gives you a great place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. And it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You can make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kindoffunny. Betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny. Story number two. Spider-Man. is fucked up we haven't met Jack Black. I do. I feel like I saw him. We've had a couple close encounters. Yeah, we got <laughs> We have. It's been close before. I just feel like he's somebody we should know. I feel like we should be friends with Jack Black. I saw him being cool on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Shirtless. No, no. This is just him singing to a kid that liked his, the school rock song or whatever. I, I saw think this he this morning. his shirt off in that. Listen, much longer. That's my bit. All right. Yeah, I Don't know. That's why you guys would get along even more. God, we'd be such good friends. Yeah. Everybody hit up Jack Black and say, come hang out with Kind of Funny. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, story number two. Spider-Man 2 director explains what happened to the undies suit and other missing costumes. This comes from Rebecca Valentine at IGN. We all know that what everyone's favorite part being Spider-Man is, right? Not the thrilling web slinging or the hanging from buildings or the monstrous symbiote powers. It's dressing up in cool Spidey suits. But unfortunately, some of the suits from the original Marvel Spider-Man are missing in Spider-Man 2. And IGN has the opportunity to learn exactly why. We spoke to Insomniac Senior Creative Director Brian Intahar on a spoiler cast episode of Beyond to learn more about the suit situation. First off, Intahar explains moving suits from Spider-Man 1 to Spider-Man 2 isn't as simple as just pushing a button and making them magically appear. A lot of those are PS4. And then even the ones that showed up in the remaster, they have to be basically ps5 sized or whatever they have to be upgraded (laughs) so there's a work factor to get it in there uh what's more he continues the web wings and capes present in spider-man 2 made things wonky with some of the suit designs interesting yeah uh and would have required a lot more work to make every single suit function on a basic level with the game's mechanics look and feel quote so it was just picking and choosing we had our favorites we had things that we wanted to introduce new things we wanted to do and it's a little bit of here's our faves here's what we know the fans might like I knew from day one, every movie suit that they want is going to be in there. It's got to be in there. Then also, the other thing was, it was really important to me that Miles and Pete had the same number of suits. The other thing is, we talked a lot, uh, a lot to the character team. What are the characters team? What are the character team most excited about making? They put so much time and effort into those suits. I want them to wake up every morning and go, I'm excited to work on this character. I'm excited to work on this suit. So we lean on them as well, because a lot of them are hardcore comic book fans, and they have their suits. Um, I was bummed that the cell shaded one wasn't in. That was definitely my favorite of the first game, and I, it was my go-to suit. Like I played once I got it, which was late game, but my entire that. platinum I journey. Hate that. I know the, my entire platinum journey was in that suit. I loved it, so I was kind of bummed it wasn't in this one. Yeah, I can see that, and I agree with that. I like that suit a lot. That was a welcome surprise at the end of it. Um, and it's funny you say that because when I was texting with Goldfarb over the weekend, he was like, "I'm finally starting," and he's like, "Is this?" And that was second first question, I guess, was are the cell shaded? And I'm like, "No, you know, the Spider Verse are." So it's like that, you know, for miles or whatever, but it's not the same, I know. And it, for, I, yeah, I guess, do we care about suit spoilers? Is that a, is, should I not I mean, talk I would, about that? I would not point? talk about uh, story spoilers. No, 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 but, no, no. But uh, just suits, so, I think is fair. Like for me, it was like, I'm with, uh, this is jumping a, a little bit in the conversation, but like you're talking about like your platinum journey and using it at the very end. I hate doing that, unlocking a great suit at the very end. I think that could be something they could play with is even the ones that are later, like figure out, just give me a suit marketplace really to go from, which they kind of do, I know. But like my... My one that I would have loved to have done the whole thing is is the the movie the last movie Spider Man suit right from Far From Home no no way home no, no way, way home. home I can't keep them straight anymore uh, but anyways like getting that I was like awesome but I got it so late where I was like all right well all right, I'm just doing a few things yeah I'm already, and I'm already doing these things I'd like that earlier anyways back to this or whatever right like I I feel for Insomniac they do such a great job on it but yeah you're never gonna make everyone happy right you're never gonna have every suit possible that you'd want and like. People want stuff to come back, but you don't want to just, you know, rehash it. And then no matter what, it's work. Then you got Chris Ank over here making 400 new suits or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, there's so many suits in this game that are great. I do feel like some of them, like, I I personally look at this and I'm like, I don't know why there's so many like this and not enough like this, but like there's reasons and like they they spell them out here and it's like, it's definitely a bummer, but. And it's crazy for me to look at like TikTok clips and YouTube stuff where it's like the suits, I was like. Well, who would ever, and they're using those You see suits. them in motion, like, huh? and you're like, oh, that's all like, oh, no, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm like, no, oh, I yeah? still don't like this suit, and I would never wear it, but hey, yeah. you're doing it good for you. Yeah, it, it is funny seeing everybody's, uh, again, opinions. They're just out there. But, yeah. like, people like that are hating on certain suits and loving certain suits, I'm just like, wow, people are so different. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, exactly. So different. Right, right, right. right. But, um, I wouldn't be surprised if all the suits from the first game end up getting added in. Yeah, as, of course, this is going to be supported. You yeah. know, they, they remember, of course, even for Spider-Man 1, right? Like, it was the build-up to all the different things. They're still talking about, he talks about New Game Plus, 
that's coming for us. I tried to nail him down in our spoiler cast about DLC or another Miles. He won't say it, which means to me that the door's open for DLC, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Yeah. Also, did you see they that uh, I, don't, I was it in Games Daily yesterday? I didn't get a chance to watch that. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight added in the the Pattinson suit for like two seconds or whatever. Yeah, weird. Goofy. Eight years later, yeah. goofy. A year and a half after the movie came out. Super, super weird. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Kennedy brings up a good point. I'd love if New Game Plus has suits to unlock, not just uh, the ones you have, but like some of the old ones. That could be cool. I, I don't expect that. Just let me use the suits. You know what I mean? Come on. Just give me the suits right away. Mm. I'm playing the goddamn game again. Let me go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. it's going to do the exact same thing, I get to New Game Plus and unlock another suit. Oh, great. Here's four minutes of me swinging before I turn this off. Uninstall. <laughs> <laughs> Story number four. Epic Games confirms the next season of Fortnite brings players back to chapter one this comes from wesley leblanc game informer after we skip the story he did but i thought it was on purpose oh i didn't my bad story number three spider-man 2 fans ask insomniac to make spider cube bug an official spidey suit (laughs) comes from anthony wood at ign um that's pretty much in the headline there um insomniac spider-man 2 boasts an impressive collection of 72 unlockable cosmetic skins um however in the days following the launch of spider-man 2 evidence began to circulate of an unofficial 73rd appearance (laughs) born of a bug that slipped insomniac's attention some players reported that following prolonged play sessions the character models for miles and peter would fail to load and in their place would appear a small white cube, which would take the place of the Spider-Men as they swung and fought their way through New York. Sadly, the latest patch for Spider-Man 2 saw the removal of oh, the no! Spider Cube. Uh, threaded among the deluge of memorial posts were calls for Insomniac to treat Spider Cube as a feature rather than a bug and add it to the official roster of in-game suits. I unlocked this suit after I rolled credits. It was awesome. And Hell I used yeah. that suit to swing underneath New York for like five minutes. It was sick as hell. Fuck yeah, dude. Others hoped that the cube might make an appearance in a future Spider-Verse animated movie. I, Chris I, Anka, get on it. <laughs> everybody was calling it Tofu. So I thought it was, I, when I saw Janet, I think, posted, I was like, originally, I was like, oh. I didn't know there was. There must be something you do to make unlock tofu mood. Tofu mode. Yeah, it was just a bug. There he is. God bless. He's going. Back to story number four. Epic Games is returning to chapter one after weeks of in-game teases and more. Epic Games officially confirmed the next season of Fortnite will bring it back to where it all began. With Fortnite loading screens, hiding secret dates that point to chapter one, season five, and props from that season landing on the current season's maps, uh, players have remained convinced that the next season, chapter four, season five. You keeping well, up with all this? You keeping up with all this? Back to an older chapter of Fortnite. Now we know it's happening. Today's reveal comes by way of the official Fortnite Twitter account, which posted Sprint or Mantle, your choice. Back to chapter one. See you soon, November 3rd, 2023. Hashtag Fortnite OG with an image of the Fortnite battle bus. Uh, the tweet confirms what many have been speculating. Fortnite's going back to its chapter one roots. And while not officially confirmed, it's likely the chapter four season five map will have some chapter one season five integration on it based on teases over the past few weeks. Fortnite chapter four season five. I can't do this. I can't do it. Uh, launches on November 3rd. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you see the audience there. You saw Nick O and you saw Hypex. They're all they're all stoked for it. That's something cool for them. It's, it is it is cool. I mean, in terms of like when you're Fortnite and you have so much history behind this game, the idea that you can kind of get really meta with it, even though they've been meta for a long time. But I mean, go back to your first thing and have people excited for that. And like, you know, I would I assume that'd be back to tilted and having all the classics and all the jazz there that you'd want. Like, yeah, that sounds great. Sure. Whatever. I'm sure it, Mike is hyped. Mike, you hyped to go back to chapter one. He's so excited. He says, I didn't know Mike was in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's one of those like, Okay, cool. And it, it serve your fan base and do that and get people excited. And it's like, you know, it's been interesting to see Fortnite ebb and flow 
I've, I've, you know, the way I've played the, since launch has been that way where sometimes I'm super into it and then I'll be away for years and come back and have a really big month with it or whatever. Um, I feel like more than ever now we've seen that in the zeitgeist, the popularity of Fortnite, right? Where it is, you know, they used to have these big events and it would shut everything down as all we'd all be talking about. Da, 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 and we'd be covering every tease, everything and blah, blah. And granted, usually a few of us would be super into the game at that point, or it'd be, you know, something that's crossing over that we'd really care about. Um, Right now, you're in such an interesting spot where Fortnite is just Fortnite. It is just this amazing thing that's happening and you're playing and, you know, you're, any kid you talk to is doing victory royales or whatever, but it doesn't have the headlines right now. So this is an interesting move to do that. I saw their Alan Wake skin this morning and that cracked me up. Just a dude. Just, just a, a dude. dude. I'm a writer and I'm in Fortnite with an AK just Why shooting not? everybody. Get everybody in there. Uh, story number five. Capcom reveals it's working on a next-gen RE engine codenamed Rex. Uh, from Metal Gear to end on Metal Gear. IGN. Uh, God, dude, I want to play Metal Gear so bad. Do it, man. So freaking bad. Um, Capcom is working on a next-generation version of RE engine, the powerful but flexible technology powering games ranging from Monster Hunter Rise to Resident Evil 4 Remake. The new engine was revealed in a presentation intended for devs that was published on Capcom's R&D channel, which was first uncovered by Okami Games. In a section titled RE Engine's Future, the presentation delved into some of the challenges facing the tech, including the need for a high degree of customization per game. Uh, Capcom's solution is to develop a new standard of engine that it's calling Rex. According to the presentation, the new technology will be introduced into the existing engine in phases. Dragon's Dogma 2 is the next game to feature RE engine technology, with the new Monster Hunter game also rumored to be on the horizon in 2024. RE engine uh, is always a win for me. Whenever I see that logo pop up before a game, I'm yeah. like, oh, chances are I'm going to like how this game looks. Sure. Um, back when you look at the RE2 remake, it's just like, damn. Gorgeous. Damn, right? Gorgeous game. You look at the even the first-person games, like the flexibility from... A third person re first person re still look absolutely drop dead gorgeous devil may cry five oh my god looked so damn good and it's kind of unbelievable that there's all those games have a similar look but they're all so very very different i just feel like the versatility of this engine has uh really kind of proved its worth over the years um and so for it to get an upgrade i'm really excited about i'm really interested on in, on when we actually see it yeah it's real debut yep. because Timing wise, it sounds like Monster Hunter World 2 won't be getting it, which seems like a a, a bummer. But I mean, RE Engine One is still so damn good that like I don't know. That's my really thought on it too, anymore. right? Where it's like, yeah, RE Engine still looks great, and I think if you're talking about something like Monster Hunter World 2, like I would hope that's further along than having to wait for the new engine and yada yada yada. Let alone, I think even though Monster Hunter World is pretty whatever i don't think that i'm playing that game for visuals necessarily scale scope you know gameplay mm -hmm. that's what i want more than like oh man it's gorgeous yeah Les and i were talking yesterday about um some uh the capcom sales and, and things like that and looking at uh the future of capcom and where, where they're going next obviously monster hunter world 2 is probably the next biggest game but then there was the question of when is the next re like we imagine mm -hmm. re9 is going to be the next title we see they've been on this like pretty steady remake clip um but they're running out and uh with re4 remake having just come out we looked back at the last decade of re games and essentially there's been like two years that they've missed um putting out an, a new game whether it was a full-on remake or the next installment, a brand new one yeah. seven village um whatever so i don't expect to get nine like next year or maybe even the year after that maybe but maybe not i would imagine it's the following year and i imagine it would be using this that makes sense i think that would make a sense for a debut yeah exciting stuff though Indeed. and also i feel like we need a little break from re yeah right 
You know, I feel like we it's yeah, it's been a feast of riches yeah. to the point of like RE4 dropped the remake and I still haven't ta- started it. God, like, you know sucks. what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's rough because I mean, look, survival horror again, I was saying this yesterday, but like it's never had a better year than this year. Right. Between Dead Space remake, RE4 remake, Alan Wake, Wake 2. It's yeah. like, dang, man, like they're really it's it's awesome to be a survival horror fan right now. Uh, story number six, Disney Dreamlight Valley is no longer going free to play when it leaves early access. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Gameloft has announced that Disney Dreamlight Valley will leave early access December 5th, 2023, but that it will no longer be going free to play when it does. Uh, as we look ahead to the official launch with the earnings we've gained from early access, we've made the decision to remain a paid game for the foreseeable future. Released last September for Switch, PS5, 4, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, PC, and Mac, the game was previously due to transition to a free-to-play model when it left early access. Uh, This choice ensures that Disney Dreamlight Valley will be able to continue delivering on a premium game experience for all players. It's important to us that we maintain our promise to keep delivering free content updates that add new characters, realms, clothing, furniture, and more surprises to your valley. Uh, Purchases requiring... Requiring Moonstones will remain optional, fair, and match the level of quality players have come to expect. Players will still be able to collect free Moonstones via Dream Snaps. <laughs> I love talking about games I don't play. It's all give me some dreams, funny dude. Or chest and optionally choose to purchase them. When it leaves early access, several editions of Dreamlight Valley will be available. They'll range in price from forty for the core game to seventy for the gold edition, which will include the game's first newly announced expansion. Pass. And joining us to the stage is Disney Dreamlights <laughs> Valley's number one fan, Joey Noel. Joey, what do you think about this? I have no idea what you guys just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just get, I get a Slack from Greg that says, come talk Disney Dreamlight Valley, and I appear. It will not be going free to play when it leaves early access. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm actually like not that mad about it because I don't really love free to play mechanics. So I would rather just pay for it outright, personally. Um, this is like one of the games that I put the most time into. 2023 has been the year of D games for Joey. It's Disney Dreamlight Valley, Diablo, and Destiny, that, and Dave the Diver. That's like pretty, <laughs> much, pretty much all I've played all year. Um, but I'm like a couple, like I haven't even played the latest expansion of this. Like I've been a little bit behind, but I'm excited to see what it looks like. They've been really robust in how they've supported it so far. So I think with like a full release, it'll be pretty good. Uh, purchases requiring Moonstones will remain optional fare and match the level of quality players have come to expect. Players will still be able to collect free Moonstones via Dream Snaps and Chest or optionally choose to purchase them. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that that it's been a, a good economy there? Yeah, you get a lot of them from the battle passes and stuff every season. I don't remember exactly what they call them. Um, but I don't... The cosmetic stuff for me is so touch and go based on whatever the theme is that I don't feel like compulsive, like I need to buy all of them that are released. So I think it's kind of however you play the game what kinds of like disney properties you're into and stuff like that so it's really fun there's definitely ways to get them where you don't have to pay for them you can just find them in the world naturally i think like once a day you get like a chest of them and stuff like that so if you want to play the game and you don't want to put money into it then like you definitely can save them up i don't think i've even i think with like the pack that we got initially i don't even think that i've had to buy them outright because there hasn't been like i've used up kind of all the ones that i've had but i haven't had to put any actual money into it yet well, and I and I love putting money into free to play games, so like I would, <laughs> um, but I feel like there's enough stuff that I don't necessarily need all the time. Well, hell, I'm yeah. excited about this. 
Thanks. I should watch Game Sailing more often, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Joey, um, this is your warning that when we get to uh, the kind of funny games cast game of the year, we're going to have a special segment called Joey's Favorite D. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blaster Goblin writes in says Disney Dreamlight Valley announced they won't be going free to play anymore after promising it for over a year. Was this the plan all along as a way to sneak in free to play Battle Pass into a full price game with no backlash? I highly doubt it. Uh, you know, we're not there. We're not on their side, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's also a game other than Joey. We're not following incredibly closely here. I doubt that they were that <laughs> smarmy about it. I think in, in the difference is that. This is the reality of where free-to-play is right now, how crowded that landscape is, what kind of audience Dreamlight Valley has cultivated. Of course, before Joey came on, I saw a comment go by that was, does anybody play this game? And it's like, yeah, people play this game. There is an audience for this game. And it's about, you assume, obviously trying to ensure your business uh, survives, that your game is successful enough, but also play, you know, serve your player. And it doesn't serve your player if you go free-to-play and that leads to you getting massive layoffs this thing closes etc cetera, etc cetera, and you're done in six months yeah this is a way to keep the they've looked at everything and they're saying this is how we can financially keep this game going yeah you gotta this, respect that this seems like the type of transparency too even in, in the way that they're uh expressing this news um that it is them trying to uh look at the numbers look at the stats that they have of the success of this game and the failures of this game potentially and be like cool we need to change strategies in order for this to continue to exist because yeah. as we've seen every week for the last year if you don't make the right choices and changes and strategy uh put in place your game will no longer exist and then teams get laid off so uh this makes sense to me i don't think it was uh stemmed from a evil plan from the beginning 100 um but we could be wrong but, again remember in some respect john drake has touched this you're right and he is evil evil pure evil um remember and I'll say what we're all now kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh remember you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can get the show ad free and one day greg one day every person on the planet will do that and it'll be fantastic but that day is not today but if i want to know what's coming to mom and grab shops today where would i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every week, Dash. Do, 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 yeah. Welcome back, Barrett. Out today. Alan Wake 2. Woo! Xbox Series X and S. I'm committing to it, Greg. After I get through Cyberpunk, which I wasn't able to touch too much this last week, I'm going to play the scary game for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're really going to enjoy it. That lady from the other day was real scary, though. From the Xbox thing. Yeah, no, I know. She Wake two up. heads. It's fucking freaky. Um, and what was it? Oh, yeah. EA Sports UFC 5. Were you going to say one of the heads was her crotch? Yeah, you know, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> In line with that, but I'm happy I didn't say what I said. Um, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S. Uh, Fears to Fathom, Iron Bark Lookout, PC. And Sands of Aura on PC. New dates for you. Radiant Silver Gun Radiant. coming to Steam on November 3rd. Gangs of Sherwood, uh, been delayed to November 30th. Top Racer Collection, coming to Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4, PS5, Switch, PC, on January 11, 2024. Uh, Apex Legends is finally getting cross-progression with Season 19 on October 31st. Finally. 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 Uh, Halloween treat for you. Let's see what we got going on. Nothing great. What's going Literally on? Literally nothing. Yeah, there was some editorializing. In that oh, you got rid of them. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. I appreciate it. I keep that. my eye on the prize out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. All right. That's a good thing. Next week's host, we got Greg and Roger. Woo! 
on Monday. Roger's first appearance on Kind of Funny Games Daily as an actual host. That's exciting. Very exciting. Very cool. We'll break him. We will break him. Tuesday, we got Greg and Bless. Uh, Wednesday. I'll break him just for the hell of it. We have Bless and Andy. Thursday, we have Bless and Greg. I'm just not on Games Daily next week. Oh, that's not true. I am on Friday where we're doing a very special IGN crossover episode. I'm just going to start hyping this up now. You're going to want to watch Friday's episode of Games Daily. A lot of good stuff. You're going to want to hang out with us insanity. all day. Next. Thank you, Siri. Next. The Flash slash, slash Supergirl crossover episode details revealed. This comes from IGN.com on January 20th, 2017. Same Thank, time you. Ago. Thank you. Um, anyways, you're going to want to be here on Friday all day hanging out. It was with a great us. episode. Um, this episode? No, that episode. Oh, that, flash oh, crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode was all right. This episode was great. We had a lot of this good discussions. This episode was fucking great. We're going to have great ones next week, but Friday's going to be cool. We're doing a whole IGN crossover episode um, that you will not want to miss. Got a lot of fun surprises for that one as well. Greg, we got a couple minutes left. It's 10.54, you know? Yeah. Uh, we got the post show coming up soon. You want to just There's wrap Mike now and, and just Mike. get straight yeah, to the post yeah, show? Let's, go to let's the post do show. it. Uh, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through all the video game news you need to know. Uh, but until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Mikey, Mike. Mike's Mikey, joining us, Mike, everybody. Mike. Get those super chats Mikey, Mike, in Mike. as we hang out with you over the next 35 minutes. I'm going to pour a coffee. Pour, pour it coffee. off, dude. It's Friday. Wait, do you make a pot of coffee? Make a pot uh, of coffee. Hello, Tim Geddes. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? Tim, I'm doing well. It's Friday. Mm -hmm. It's the end of the week. I had a short week. Yeah. You know, I was here Wednesday through Friday. Mm -hmm. Got to spend some time with the pops, which is always fun and nice. And now we head into my, you know, Probably my favorite weekend of the year, which is Halloween Saturday. Let's get spooky. Because you know it's time to party. Mm -hmm. And it's time to have fun with your friends. It's time to dress up. It's time to just go out and explore the city and get What's lost. What's your plan? What are you doing? Uh, absolutely nothing. Yeah. I have, here, I have here, no friends. He says all like... of this, Tim. And then I want to take you back to Wednesday when we were doing the Batman Arkham Origins stream where I played the entire game in seven hours. And uh, Mike and Roger were kind enough to join me on Discord and hang out and uh, make sure mm -hmm. I wasn't alone the entire time. And Mike starts detailing his plans for the, the kind of funny Halloween party, which is he's going to dress up as Michael Myers and just stand in the corner the entire night. Mm, no, no, that, not for this party, but that was my outfit that I was going to go. I got this dope no, jumper you, said that you saw for this party. Which, and, are, are you going to the party? No. So, okay. Well. Well, that was like if I go to a party like Freakers Ball is where I was going to go. Shout out to the Freakers Ball. What the fuck is the Freakers Ball? Shout do you know anybody ball. going to the Freakers Ball? Yeah, the whole city will go to the Freakers Ball. It's the up whole, do you know do anybody you know, personally? Are any of your the friends that you know? There? Of course. Sad Boy Sean will be what there. What is this? The Freakers Ball. It's just a big party at the casino. Everybody goes to the Freakers Ball. Everybody knows about it. If you don't know, you don't know. You know, you but, can't define something with uh -huh. the word. It's like, what's the Freakers Ball? It's the Freakers Ball. It's the Freakers <laughs> Ball, Tim. Everybody knows about it. So what I was going to do this year mm -hmm. was I was going to go Micro Myers because if you kept eyes on my pumpkin festival photos, you would see that some kid dressed up as Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. And so there was just this sea of people. And then this kid just stood there. And then one time, I'm 90% sure he made eye contact with me because he did this. And raised his knife, and then he dropped it. And I was like, that's a great costume. This and I'm going to do on. that. So yeah. this year, that's what I got. I got a one nice onesie that I wore yesterday. It's soft. It's like an easy jumpsuit, you know okay. what I mean? And then I was just going to buy the mask. And then wherever I go, I'll just walk around. It's easy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know where I'll go. Who knows? I just, 
you fascinate me to no end, Mike, because in without even having a period in the sentence, mm-hmm. you went from having a costume and a plan for the kind of funny yes. Halloween party uh, to not going to the co- kind of funny Halloween party to introducing me to fucking Freakers Lounge or whatever the hell yeah. it's called. Freakers Lounge. And it, it just, I mean, I don't well, that it. was the, always the plan. Mm-hmm. Was the Freakers Ball. But then it's like, where is the Freakers Ball? Well, but Tahoe, you got to drive back home. Uh, it's like, do you really want to drive back home? I then don't you know. And I could, so wait, so now you're telling me you're not movie. doing that either. Well, I think I'm going to go get lost on a good coast town, and I'm going to dress up as a cool ghost and just skateboard around. Ghost of the coast? God, I'll tell you what. You or know, you can hang out with your friends on just, Saturday night. I already saw them last night. We had a great time on Thursday. Soccer. Oh, Let God. me tell you what. Did we have a career-ending injury? Probably. But we had a great time all around. It was a really beautiful one. Let's jump Silly. into your Super Chat Post show with me. Snowbike Mike and your two incredible games hosts. It's the end of the week, and we're heading in to the one, the only Halloween weekend. Make sure to dress up. Make sure to drink responsibly. Have fun with your friends. Be safe out there. And, of course, eat a bunch of candy. Eat that candy. that's what it's all about. Do you check Ben's candy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> remember when back in the day mom yeah. was like, yeah. I got to see all your candy. Yeah. I got to double check. You know well, what I mean? Well, again, I will remind you Ben's two years old. Yeah, so but like this. Last year. Candy. Last year, he yeah. went out and trick-or-treated at one house. He, We went through the neighborhood. He only walked up to one and got one Butterfinger and ate it, and he saw fucking through time. You know what I mean? Oh, man. So he is prepped for this year. He has been practicing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning, he did want to show mom. So while mom was still in bed resting, uh, I got his his little pumpkin pail, and we turned it on, and he walked into the bedroom and went trick-or-treat. Like, he knows what's up now. Oh, it's up. So it's when up. He, but uh, we, tr- we trick-or-treat in a, in a very nice area, so I'm not too – I don't – I also – there's a whole thing of, like, it's always been an urban legend. That people fuck with candy, and, and all of a sudden you get an apple, and there's a razor blade. Well, first off, if of anybody it. gives me a loose apple, yeah, we're not <laughs> a loose. We're not. Apple. I'm throwing that shit away. Yes, I mean, Jesus even Christ. like I saw like a you know, the a TikTok last night. I was like, oh, you know, like preparing to fuck with people. Yeah. I'm trick or treating, and it was like they were taking those Forever Rochers and taking mm-hmm. out the candy and putting it in an olive and rewrapping it. I'm like, even if you gave me a loose Forever Rocher, I wouldn't be like, oh, you know, that's real that. candy. That's, that's, that's always a good rule. trick, though. That's a good. Right? Trick. It's a good trick for your house. Yeah, mm-hmm. for like when you yeah. have, you know, what I mean, to do that thing to fuck with Kevin. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I know Tim probably knows, even though he's probably forgotten or whatever. Okay. But have we ever talked about the fact that until I was cognizant of like life as a, and I'm talking yeah, about yeah. as a child, mm-hmm. my parents gave away markers on Halloween. Oh, I was just going to bring up Kyle. His dad was a dentist. So he'd give away toothpaste and toothbrush. See, I think that's cool and quaint for being a dentist. Exactly. I'm a dentist. dentist. Okay. That's dentist. funny. That's okay. cute. I like that. You know what I mean? But my parents had no connection to markers, nor were they anti candy. They just, for some reason, <laughs> were like, we're going to give away markers. That's cool. That's awesome. I love that. And then I had, yeah. a, I had a friend come over. Maybe, like they, I made maybe, maybe they really knew what was up, you know? They yeah. knew the Cool Greg's out there. No, nah, maybe were, they weren't even like Crayolas. They were those shitty, like the, oh, the no. super thin felt mm. thin markers. They suck. And, but it was like, I had a friend come over uh, at one that I made mm. in school, and he got there. He's like, oh, you're the marker house. And I was like, what does that mean? Oh. You know what I mean? Like, oh, everybody, everyone gives well, out candy except your house. Oh, we're never doing that again, Mom. Yeah, when you do Weird stuff. People remember that, is right? Yeah. King size family house. Like, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. There's about. always the house in uh, my neighborhood back in Ohio that would give out just like cans of Coke. That was awesome. We always hit that place last. So like after sure. walking around, a little the celebration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were asked in the chat. Give me your top three worst Halloween candies. Go, Tim. Oh, I mean, Smarties, okay. candy corn. Okay, candy corn's pretty good. Um, nah, it's it's booty. Uh, I mean, dots. Good call on the dots. Yeah, I yeah. even know I like dots, but dots suck. I give you that. Who is Greg, this give me person? a top three. I mean, dots suck. 
Yeah. I'll smack some dust. I like I'll dust. Smack any Tootsie rolls. Suck. Tootsie rolls. You know what I mean? Get those the fuck flavored out of ones too that aren't the now, chocolate. Those things are I, crazy. Again, as we've all we all crazy. know. Yeah, yeah. We all know. We get it. I'm old. Mm-hmm. I saw a conversation yesterday happening on Twitter, maybe with Van Aken and somebody else talking. They're like chocolate Tootsie rolls. Well, what about vanilla and orange? I I only know the one Tootsie roll. Oh, I don't know any other. Yeah, they have other flavors. I've never had another flavor of Tootsie. Now, granted, I don't like mm-hmm. them, so I'm probably. Mm-hmm. I, but I I don't think in my trick or treating days this was happening. And I also think we eventually won the war. Where I was like, get oh. this shit out of here. And, I, and you know, I'm not a, so back to, but I don't, I'm not a big fan of nuts. So, like a Snickers or whatever, I'm like, eh. I'd rather have a, ba- a fun size three Musketeers. But, uh, you know, top tier mounds. Hit me with the fucking mound. <laughs> with Hit me with mounds. a Nestle Crunch. Hit yeah. me with a Kit Kat. I love those. Well, yeah. Yeah, give oh, me your top three. Give me your top three. Top three, yeah. I, don't, I, I will say my bottom beyond bottoms, though. Yeah. Okay. Twizzlers. I hate Twizzlers, dude. Red Vines, go. Oh, Twizzlers, okay, 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 yeah, absolutely yeah. Okay. disgusting. Red vines are amazing. I, I Poe loved Twizzlers, I don't and I, for the longest understand. time, I was like, oh, you're a psychopath. And then when I moved out here and was introduced to Red Vines, like, this is fantastic. I used to carry, have that big thing on my desk yeah. at IGN. No, Red Vines are top, top tier. Yeah. I'm a Twizzlers, Twizzlers are just, you're just eating plastic. It, what's the point? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know. Well, yeah. give me something positive. Barrett, rather than you Slack like. you, I'm just going to say that code for that game you wanted came in, and it's in Trello. Give me, I, give me one thing you like. Oh, dude, Reese's. Okay. Come on, man. I like that. I yeah. like that. Let's jump into the super chats and, of course, your Twitch resubs. If you resubscribe at the tier one through three level or for free with Prime Gaming, we'll read your resub message with these two incredible dudes and we'll answer your questions just like my good friend, SCLSU Mud Dogs. I'm a Mud Dog. Resubscribes with Prime Gaming for 56 months and just writes, Is that it? Something happened during the show. That's just what they wanted to tell you. So I don't know what happened there. But 29 minutes ago, that's what, that's what it was. Grim Fandango with the tier one sub for 27 months. Thank you, Grim Fandango. Gary the third with the tier one sub for 64 months says, great work this week, Tim and Mike. Do, did you. you see <laughs> the Magic the Gathering and Marvel is crossing over? Son Will you bitch. get into it, Tim? No, sorry, I did see this. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm interested in looking at it, um, but I just, I just can't do. I can't do Magic, man. I just can't. There's just too much out there. Too much commitment. I got too, too much, much life. life. I, I got Roger in, and that's you all. That, I got one. I'm excited. I got one in the office in, and that's all that matters. I have taught Roger the basics of at least playing the game, so now he is interested and willing to play with me. We already have two starter decks, which is just easy to mm-hmm. g- turn on. We've even switched the decks up, so he's seen two different sides. We're having fun, and I look forward to more. I would like to learn Commander. If anyone out there knows how to play Commander and wants to teach me and Roger, we would love to play Commander. Because that's when all the cool kids. Mike play. almost got me. Uh, what was it? Two weeks ago when we got the, the Doctor, Doctor Who. Yeah. And I, I looked at him for a good minute, and then I said out loud, "I can't get into magic. I can't do it." But he almost. I'm got still me. buying One Piece cards too. I'm proud <laughs> God of damn it! God damn! We got to get those cool One Piece cards. You know what I mean? Got to get them. I'm so deep in the One Piece. You know that. Let's jump over to the YouTube side for a check it, second right now. CJ with the five dollar super chat writes in and says, "I watch X Cast and I don't even own an Xbox because of Mike, great host, and I don't think he gets enough credit for the energy he brings to Kev. Hey." Slappy, thank you, CJ. You don't have to say that, but thank you, man. Very true. We second reason he watches week. it, I come in a lot, and I just say stuff. Oh, uh, we love Gary when it gets so mad. I want you to know we love when you come Gary. in. Is right. Yeah, you and Paris always feuding it up is right. But I will say thank you for watching. We always try to be uh, better every single week, have something fun for you, and a very special one with the big IGN crossover. We have a very special podcast coming up next week. Can I say that? Yeah, we already said it. Yeah, Ryan, Stella. Oh my God, it's going to be an IGN unlocked crossover with Kind of Funny X-Cast. It's going to be a real special episode. That's going to be great. 
If you got some fun ideas for topics like evergreen topics, write in. Let me know. We're talking about it now, so let me know what you got. You Is that crazy I mean? for you, Mike? That we get to hang out that with your Ron? show is crossing over. You're making with- an extra. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild. Is right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, having Ryan in the building was already special, and getting to share time with Stella is always fun. I mean, me and Stella just vibe. I know you don't vibe well with Stella, but like, let me tell you what. <laughs> it just sucks me that I'm Stella. We're on the same. It would just vibe. suck that there's a bully that like makes my life a living hell, and you're friends with her. You know what I mean? Like, I'm that's part what of you that. Go and like, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's upsetting. Uh, let's keep it going right now. Torch writes in with a ten dollars super chat and says. Hey guys, if I wanted to start content creation from a blank start, do you guys think it'd be smart to have a Patreon ready to go from the start or start one if I were to grow an audience later? Great question. I I would definitely say at this point in time, I think this is something that's changed. I feel like a lot Mm -hmm. of the advice that I would have given years ago, I would no longer give necessarily. I don't think that's always true. Wow, okay. But I do think with this, uh, my answer would be do not have a Patreon at the very beginning. I feel like... Uh, prove to yourself that this is something you want to do and prove before you, you commit to an audience. Yeah. yeah How many uh, times have we seen patrons that are like, Hey, we're sorry. I fell behind. Well, I mean, we've fallen behind too, but I mean like, Hey, I'm quitting. I have to refund. I have to do this. It wasn't yeah. what I wanted. Make sure you like content creation. That's beforehand. the most important thing is getting a base first. And I feel like that base needs to come from you liking and enjoying what you're doing and finding what it is you want to do. And so I think step one is, and you're probably already in this place a little bit, but look at what you like out there and try to decide, do you want to do that thing? Or do you want to do something different or what is it? But have an understanding of what it is you want to do and what it is that you find value in that's out there uh, and then try to decide how you're going to put your own spin on it or if you have an idea that's inspired by that or whatever it is commit to it have some level of consistency prove to yourself that you can uh, do it and in a way that you're enjoying then worry about the money it's really you know what tim it's special to be up next to you too and you guys give the advice like that because yeah you guys have grown so much you've seen so many changes in the industry and it's nice that the people can write in and ask you things like that it's a good insight. We talked about it yesterday with you, Mike, but it's like, you know, mm-hmm. Mike kind of did the most perfect version of what I just said. Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. know, you watched us, you saw it. what you liked about it, tried doing it yourself. And like, mm-hmm. I always give Mike so much credit because not only uh, was he such a great positive force just on the internet period and in the community and all that, um, like showing up to events and like really putting yourself oh, out so there and like being like such a, uh, a standout human being as you always are. Uh, but doing the Twitch streaming, like your Snowbike Mike branding, having fun with all that. And then the podcast you did with Tom Bach. Like, I feel like you just really did. You listen to the advice of just mm-hmm. do it. And you here try. you are. You got to you know? try. You're going to fail. You're going to learn from it. You're going to have fun. Most importantly, I just always enjoyed it. I think that was the big one, too, is right. I liked the outlets. I enjoyed being able to connect with people live while playing games and being able to chat and have fun and do dumb stuff like Halo tournaments. It was always fun. I loved it. Let's keep it going right now. Nightlife writes into you, Greg Miller, because it's because of you. Thanks for the free game yesterday. Just in time for my birthday this Saturday. Don't forget that Paris Lily's birthday is on the 29th. And also... Juju bees are the worst. Yeah, nobody gets those out anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. when Elaine, you know, her boyfriend at the time, yeah. he went to the hospital, but she was at the movie waiting for him. Yeah, she and then she went to see him and she got the juju bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched a lot of Seinfeld. Seinfeld's before, great. Uh, happy show, birthday. So. Uh, of course, you're welcome uh, for the game. I'm glad you won mm-hmm. it. And uh, we don't recognize Paris's birthday here. Okay. Okay. I like that. Um, Greg, whenever you're ready to strap on Actually, that PSVR it, or that VR again, and play some more Ghostbusters. I'm in. Okay. I like jumping back in. Next, I'm going to buy. What are you looking at him about the birthday? You he saw it all click in. He saw it all <laughs> yeah, click yeah. in. Do we have Paris's address? <laughs> 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 Joey! We 
We do have his birthday on the calendar. That yeah, yeah, that's a, that doesn't help. You me. all saw what I saw. Greg Miller had that. Wait a minute. There's a bit here that I can go hard on. <laughs> He's excited on. for that. Is right. Let's keep it going Chappy right now. Chappy cool. Don't tell him. Yeah, Chappy cool. Uh, Mr. H2O, great name. $5 super chat and says, Tim, when are you going to let me teach you how to play the Pokemon card game? Did you catch them all? Any desire to learn how to actually play the Pokemon card game, Tim? No, okay. I don't have a desire to do that. However, I do have a desire to once the, the, the collector's edition, whatever the hell, cards that they're coming out mm -hmm. with that are like those three decks i do want to play with you mike okay stream. yeah yeah i would like to learn yeah so, yeah i feel like that will be when the, the time comes that we learn how to play there's a couple of things in life that i really want to go do like agdq and sgdq i'd love to go to games done quick i would also love to be one of the announcers there maybe read off some donations late at night like the two to like 4 a.m time slot sign me up anytime but like that's on my list along with if San Francisco ever hosted like the Pokemon World Champions and we had the card game going on, I would go and watch that. Oh, Because I yeah. find that stuff fascinating. Dude, I'd be in for And sure. the people who are like into it, it would always be a fun time to see like what's going on in the world. Dude, the Pokemon World Championships mm -hmm. are absolutely wild because they, they do the, the actual core games. They do the trading card games. They do Pokemon Unite. And they do Pokemon Go. And it is the saddest thing in the fucking world. I feel world. like I'm we got to go. With you. Just the I go feel part. like we got to go to that. That's right. Oh, my God. Okay. His birthday's Monday, right? Yes, Monday the 29th. <laughs> is, no, that no, doesn't add up, he's, right? he's the 30th. He's the 30th, because I was going to say that is Monday. Monday. That is Monday. Yes. Halloween Eve. Halloween Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Tim, will your neighborhood get a bunch of kids? Will you hand out candy? No, that uh, it hasn't been a really kid-focused neighborhood for a okay. long time, but okay. it, there's a turn happening. The last oh. Well, also, um, the, where I live, I've only lived there since the pandemic. So, oh, okay. Uh, okay. It, it's kind of like we never, we never, yeah, no, like our first Halloween was uh, in 2020. So a couple years of not really seeing what that would actually look like. The neighborhood right now is the most festive by far that it's ever been. I love that. Mm, and love I mean, that. Cool, Greg, you, you know what I'm talking about? No, he doesn't. There's there's like a ton of like, yeah. like there's there's the shit popping right. off. There's mm -hmm. like and, and there's more kids than there there used to be, or at least I'm seeing the kids for the first time. Um, I think a lot of people fucked during the pandemic. Oh, you know what I mean? People were locked in their house, a lot of sex happening, yeah, a lot of peas in the V's. Wow. Nine months later, baby. Two years later, post a lot pandemic. Of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby comes, baby's now trick-or-treating. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's what my theory is. And San Francisco is also a weird one, too, where there's, like, neighborhoods where, like, there's not really a lot of trick-or-treating activity, but then the kids know what the good neighborhoods yeah, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know? Remember that neighborhood in front of the old uh, ocean place? Oh, that, that place, place was insane. I drove off. through there one night yeah. for on Halloween. I was like, what the hell? This is a movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. It still is. Yeah, yeah, that's the vibe. Um, Eric Francis D. Cooper Woods. right in and says, you could be known as the pack house, and you could give away Pokemon card packs. I mean, well. What you do. There's the booster Booster bundle. Yo, you see that? Yo, I did see that. Dude, you, you can go, you can buy it. It's in the same type of uh, packaging as mm -hmm. like Halloween candy would be, but it's a bunch of Pokemon card I packs. I love this and idea. It's only three cards per pack. I buy them every year just to collect them because I'm a bad person. Smart. Maybe you buy two more and you give them to the kids. Yeah, you know, I'd be down for that. I just don't, I I don't know. I don't want to be responsible. That's a cool Greg thing. I'm sure he'd love that. <laughs> responsible <laughs> is great. Uh, let's keep it going right now with Tyler McD, happy Halloween. I started playing AW2. That's Alan Wake 2. Oh, 
at the stroke of midnight, and it's scary. It is scary. What AW2 content can we expect coming up? Tim Geddes, are we talking AW2 here at Kind of Funny? Because I think we've already talked a little bit about it, right? Yeah, we reviewed it. I know. I, I want you to lead into it. Oh, we reviewed it over on PS. I love you, XOXO. Of course, it was our review so far. Mm -hmm. uh, my hope, of course, is that this weekend I finish it off. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? Get uh, the credits behind me and then have a conversation probably on Gamescast. Tim and I haven't talked about Gamescast. Mm. There's a redacted review I'm going to be ready to talk about, and so will Cat uh, Bailey from IGN when she joins us. Dick. But I also think that won't be the whole show. So I think we could probably do a finalized down awake too. It could be the headline or whatever, or mm. thoughts. And, you know, yeah. It, it, it can be what you've been playing. There's a whole bunch of stuff we can do, but I'd imagine we'll touch base there. I like that. And I think Andy's playing it today. Oh, I was going to say, Tim, then yes. there's also more content of Alan Wake 2. Will you want to tell everybody about that? Yeah, uh, Alan Wake 2. Uh, we're doing an NVIDIA sponsor stream right after this, showing off all of the ray tracing tech. Really excited for this one. Yo. Uh, it's going to be Andy playing, which is really fun. You and Andy going to be hanging out, having yeah, a good time. Yeah, I'm really excited. Andy's got that 4090 booted up, geared mm -hmm. up, updated, and going over the NVIDIA press release, them showing off the trailer of what you're getting out of it with the full ray tracing, aka path tracing, and all the cool features with DLSS 3.5. It is stunning and unbelievable what they're getting out of this game, and it's going to look real cool. So, yeah, you're going to get some Alan Wake 2 content in T-minus 15 minutes. Woo. So make sure to hang around, of course, over on Twitch. You can keep watching. If you're watching on YouTube, there will be a brand new link. You can jump in and have some fun with us. But get ready for, of course, some visual triangle talk with me and Andy and some stunning graphics coming out of this game because it's unbelievable what they got going on with the reflections mm -hmm. and the lighting. Holy cow. And you know Andy. Andy's going to geek out. We're going to stop and talk about this the stuff. Triangle. It's going to be crazy. Visual triangle. It's wild, man. A brown spot says, pissed. 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 You missed pissed. my... <laughs> pissed. You missed my super chat earlier. I don't have it on mine, but a brown spot. You write in on just a normal chat, and I will uh, look for you on that one, okay, my friend? No, there it is. After playing the MJ missions in Spider-Man 2, I think Insomniac could make The Last of Us, but Naughty Dog couldn't make Spider-Man thoughts. Okay, one more time. <laughs> After playing... The MJ missions yeah. in Spider-Man 2. I think Insomniac could make The Last of Us, but Naughty Dog couldn't make Spider-Man. Thoughts, Greg Miller? Cameron Kennedy sums it up. Weird take. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I, I disagree. Oh, uh, okay. I think that, you know, I do. I thought, obviously, I think the MJ missions in Spider-Man 2 were a step up from MJ missions in Spider-Man 1. However, I do not think they were like, I wasn't playing them being like, man, this kicks the shit out of being Ellie in Last mm. of Us Part 2. I thought the mechanics there were way more robust and, uh, uh, I guess grounded, more fun. I don't know what you want to be. MJ missions actually kind of broke the whole scenario for me in certain parts where it was like, Pete and Miles are fighting for their fucking life. And MJ's able to go with these guys and stun gun them down. And it's like, again, this is more entertaining than it was before. I enjoyed the thematics of it, of Spider-Team. I didn't hate these missions by a stretch of the imagination. But for me, they were like, all right, this is something I'm getting through and doing. Yeah. And I, I mean, Naughty Dog can make whatever the fuck Naughty Dog wants to make. And I think their Spider-Man would probably be very different than Insomniac. So I would imagine it would probably be way more cinematic behind the back. We're telling a Spider-Man movie story than what Insomniac's open world Spider-Man is. But I think they could... They can make that. And also Insomniac, if they wanted to, would sit button up and could make a Last of Us game. But again, it would be very different than what The Last of Us is. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that? it's a funny statement, I think. But I, I think in terms of um, narrative ability, I think Insomniac has proven with Spider-Man 2 that they can do a Last of Us. Like I think that specifically with all, all the side content, 
uh, and how fleshed out those stories are and how like real the characters feel and, and important the stories are. I feel like, yeah, they could do whatever Naughty Dog can when it comes to character development and plot and all of that and themes. Uh, in terms of gameplay and stuff, the MJ stuff is really interesting to me where, especially in Spider-Man 2, like I, I don't even see it as a negative. Like I don't even see it as a con. Like I'm with Greg that I think that the most criticism I have towards it is more story-based and like plot armor-based than it is in terms of like, this isn't fucking fun or whatever. Mm. It's like, it's fine. It doesn't overstay its welcome. And I don't think it's like, I don't think it's bad at all. I don't think it's my favorite part of the game, but like, it's totally okay. Um, but I think that uh, like Naughty Dog, I'm sure has it in them to make a Spider-Man type game, but I don't, I, there's something about Insomniacs, just the fun factor that I haven't seen from Naughty Dog. That's just not their MO when it comes to like what they care about or what, at least what they've presented to us in video games over the last decade um but i feel like when it comes to the thing about spider-man that's interesting to me is there's like kind of three different verticals there's just the the pure fun open world side of it of just like how much fun it is to move around and collect things then there's the story and characters and performances and like the the heart of it all um and then there's the big crazy set pieces when it comes to naughty dog games like uncharted and last of us i feel like you replace like they have the the latter of those two. They have the story and characters and themes and all that being important. And then they have the crazy set pieces. But I feel like the rest of their stuff is a bit more about the um, like linear, almost walking simulators with like combat scenarios mm -hmm. to get the lines of dialogue and the little like moments of um, the in-between, like the calm before the storm, essentially. Whereas like Spider-Man doesn't have a calm. Spider-Man's calm is swinging around, stopping crime and all that. So it's di just different philosophy that um, I feel like Insomniac has nailed that stuff. I like that. Good yeah. job, you two. Yeah. Uh, thank you also, a brown spot for writing in. Big Tomo has resubscribed to the tier one level for 23 months. What up, Big Tomo? Nitrogen mustard. Writes in with the tier one sub for 17 months. Says, just happy to be here. Much love, Tim. Love you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Lexi Gunner with the tier one sub for 76 months. Go green, Lexi. Great week of content, boys. Happy Friday. Thank you, Lexi. It's been a, a very fun week of content. And we have college football tomorrow. I'll tell Ooh, you what, we, when are we getting EA college Man. football? When are we getting NCAA Come on, college EA. football, EA? That's a great call. And I'll tell you what. Mm -hmm. Tell you what, Please it do. has been a great week of sports from college football Saturday to NFL on Sunday. Then, of course, NBA tip off. NHL had their big frozen frenzy. And I'll tell you what, where's Andy been? You know what I mean? Where's my best friend been to talk sports with? I look at Nick. I try to tell him about what just happened and he's nowhere. He, he, he wants to tell me about a documentary that I don't even know the words coming out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. He could have been talking about the Muppets. Get he could have been, Get he, he been talking about a band from the 70s. I have no idea what Nick is saying, and I'm just nodding along because all I want to do is be like, Nick, did you see the Denver Nuggets absolutely bring it to the L.A. Lakers? Hey, Kendrick Perkins, put some respect on the Joker's name, okay, Tim? He's a league MVP. He's an NBA Finals champion, and we're walking around as if the Joker does and got game damn some created two KP. Face too like that's crazy it's wow. unbelievable <laughs> kp and then we got we got hockey back again ain't nothing better than hockey just dudes right? banging into each other remember the time when i started a ride at a hockey game tim no that's another story i'll tell you about another time okay big tumble thank you frenzy. thank you to lexi Cutter, okay um let's see brian mcbrian with the tier one stuff for 103 months says 103 months 
just beat Spider-Man 2, loved the spoiler cast, and shout out to the Freakers Ball. Thank you, Brian McBride. <laughs> he, he knows about the Freakers Ball. Brian yeah. McBride knows, you know what I mean? Jay Shaw says, Mike, what did you think of Dame Time in Milwaukee last night with a tier one uh, for Prime Gaming for 79 months? Would have talked all about it with Andy Cortez. Boo. Not here. You know, Not wait until Andy, Boo, then we'll Andy. talk about sports. Boo. You know what I mean? Bad and then friend. Raleigh writes in and says, I hate to put it on you, put you on blast, Mike, but you did say we'd play spooky games. We haven't yet, and a lot of people are saying he's scared of the back rooms. Tim, we have a new back rooms game. Uh-huh. And I try to convince Andy and Nick to play it with me. But uh, we had some other things come up. But we do have a backrooms game in our pocket right now, which I'm excited about. I, I like that this genre has just grown. Where they're like, you know what? More backrooms. Yeah. Just more really I shitty backrooms I don't know games. what the backrooms is. I know you guys have talked about it. I know it scares mm-hmm. you guys. Mm-hmm. I have no I have no visual on this. I have no understanding. Yeah. Do you remember the, the, what was it, the dome, Tim? The rock dome? No, the, oh, the actual the dome. dome. The, the fan dome. The fan dome. It's like fan dome. Like, you, do, you don't... It's hard to you have describe. To it. You have to experience it, it, and then once you get into it, you realize you've never left it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. But I do want you to know, Tim, if you ever get snapped into the back rooms, if I'm there with you, we're gonna make it out. I can promise you. That. Okay, good. Because I am I a master of the back rooms. It, really, you don't get any TikToks about the back rooms. You don't get these like super well animated and produced like TikToks at all. No, they're the most insane stuff ever. Fully animated, super well thought out, and like beautiful. And it's just these guys in hazmat suits in different parts of the back rooms. You don't get those. I mean, even if I did, I wouldn't know. It's on. Un- I don't know what it is. It's <laughs> unbelievable stuff, man. I I hope your phone hears me. Hey, TikTok, play back room stuff. You know, just so they get it for you. That's how it works, right, Greg? Exactly. It's always <laughs> it's listening. always listening. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. I say, hey, I need this. All of a sudden, Amazon's shoving it down my throat. Tell you know me, go up, buy man. all this stuff. Let's finish it off with the fun one. Of course, as we say goodbye, Tim and Greg, we look forward to Halloween weekend. Mm-hmm. Of course, Halloween next week, a big IGN crossover for some great cause. What is it again? <laughs> extra life great for cost. some great cause. Yeah. Great cause. You can donate right now at kindoffunny.com slash extra life. We're already mm-hmm. fundraising, of course. We're very excited about that. You can that. also join if you want to play video games and raise money on your own. Uh, kindoffunny.com slash extra life. Go there and join mm-hmm. our team. Mm-hmm. Now, Greg, of course, as we look forward to the weekend, tell me. Your favorite Halloween costume that you want to see more people dress up as? Well, of course, Ghostbusters always do me well, but I won't say that. That's, you know, whatever. I'd love to see more Halloween costumes I'd like to see right now. I'd love to see some good couples costumes. I'd love to see some good superhero couples. You know what I mean? Give me a Rogue and a Gamma. Give me a Superman and a Lois. Let's get out there. Let's see some of that on the streets this year. Oh, I love that. Tim, what do you want to see out on the streets for Halloween costume-wise? Um... I, I just like group costumes. I like couples costumes. I oh. like when things have that, you know, when there's more going on uh, than, than just somebody showing up. I also, like, th- there's a fine line here, but I like it when it's clever, but you can't be too clever. You need to be able to look at it and people need to understand what it is. But there's also an understanding that not everyone's going to understand everything, and the more clever you get, you're going to lose that shit. So mm. you got to find, make sure that the group you're with understands what you're doing or else you're just being weird. I like that. And with that, Kind of Funny Best Friends, this is the end of your Friday edition of Kind of Funny Games Daily. If you're watching live on Twitch, you don't got to go anywhere. Me and Andy are playing Alan Wake 2. Thanks to NVIDIA with all of you. And if you're on YouTube, hey, guess what? There's a brand new link. You can go give it a click, and we'll be on and live in less than five minutes. We'll see you all very, very soon. Goodbye, everyone.